Real Talk with Marnie. I am so excited for this series, Young Men Making a Difference. Uh, number one person on my mind is my guest today. Um, he is just an outstanding human being. He's a speaker, a poet, a musician, a rapper, a philanthropist. I can't even speak. He has traveled the world. Um, he just worked with Adidas and performed with Barack Obama and Kendrick Lamar. He's just such a superstar. And he's so, he just uses his power for good. And I love him so much. Please welcome Wally Shaw. Thank you, Marnie. I appreciate you. You're giving me, you're giving me so much love right now. <laughs> I appreciate you. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on my show. I just want to highlight you and everything you are and everything you do. And it's, you're in such a unique, um, you know, field of work. How did you even get into yeah. being a professional poet? <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely not something you hear every day for sure. Right. Yeah. So for for me, actually, I, I came across poetry, and specifically, I should mention that I do spoken word. I came across poetry because I was a really big fan of hip hop and rap music. And I I just grew up listening to like some really bad rappers. Like, I don't know if you know who Soldier Boy is, but like, back in like grade seven, he was like the biggest thing, right? And, and I remember listening to this like rap music and thinking, this is actually cool. I want to... I want to be a rapper, but at the time, it's like the most superficial lyrics you could ever think of, you know, like, y'all want girls and money and like, my brands are sweet like honey. And it's like right. the dumbest stuff, you know? Yeah. But when you're a kid, it, 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 it's cool and you think it's fun and you want to you experiment with, with different things that are artistic. So that's how I got into this. But then when I went to high school, I came across spoken word poetry. I had an English teacher that, that gave me a book of poetry by Tupac Shakur. And Tupac, obviously people know him as a rapper, but he's actually a poet as well. Wow. And I came across, yeah. And so I, I had this like epiphany where I came across, I was doing some research and I was looking into the origins of rap music. And there was an article that I was reading and it broke down the word rap. So the three letter word rap is actually an acronym. Do you know what it stands for? I don't. Please Take a guess. <laughs> Take a guess. Uh, you're putting me on the spot here, Adam. This is your <laughs> show. <laughs> um, reading, uh, no, Re recited. Uh, our no, <laughs> good try though. Yes, it does end with poetry. Okay, <laughs> good try. Good try. I appreciate a for effort, Marnie. It's rhythm and poetry. A wow, that's, beautiful. that's incredible. So, poetry is embedded in rap music, but we don't we don't know that, we don't see it as poetic. But when you really go into the history, the origins of it, they're actually very similar. And a lot of rappers are actually, they're sharing poetry, but they just got a beat in the background mm. and we call it rap. But when you look at, I don't know if you listen to a lot of rap music, but you know, particularly when I think of old school Eminem songs like When I'm Gone or Lose Yourself or Sing for the Moment. I don't, I don't know how much of a hip hop head you are, but 
these songs are very poetic or there's a story that's being shared. And that's what I really started to fall in love with, that storytelling, that message, that powerful lyricism. That's what rap music should be about. And that's what spoken word does. It really brings in more of that powerful message about lyrics and storytelling. And when I found that, I held on to it because I always wanted to be a storyteller and someone who had a powerful message in my work. So that's what I've stuck to ever since. That's so cool. That's amazing. That's my story. How did yeah. you get from high school onward? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I mean, I really didn't know I was going to do this full time. I had no idea. For me, it was just... I wanted to do something fun and just be my own person because everyone had their own talent, right? And I think when I got older, I really started to understand that, you know, I have a talent here that's bigger than just me fooling around or just doing it as a hobby. I could make money doing this. I could perform live. And that's when I started looking at how do I do that? Like, how do I get around actually like performing and make money? And I started talking to some people that do public speaking and at the same time, I met Heather Skoll, who you know, yeah. and right, small world with everything is just connected. Everyone's and I started that. speaking. Yeah, so I started speaking at schools. Amazing. And that's how it all started. I mean, I I never really thought I would get there, but then you know, schools started bringing me in, and then organizations like you know Heather Skoll's organization, the We Can Change the World Day, the actual we all that stuff. People just hear about your message and your story. And because I was also doing a lot of stuff online, a lot of people saw my stuff online and it just kind of like picked up traction that way. And then I got a manager and like the rest was history, you know, it's just kind of wow. the way the cookie crumbles, right? Well, yeah. Did your manager reach out to you? They found you? Yeah, they did. Yes. So they heard me perform uh, at a live event for, for an organization called Canada's Walk of Fame. And they just like fell in love with my stuff. And they're like, we got to get you to tell stories for corporate organizations and do poetry for voiceovers. And that's what happened. That's you how it all worked incredible. out. I love that. And now look, you've toured the world. How was, how was <laughs> experience? How was meeting, performing for Barack and, and with Kendrick Lamar? How was all that? Were those you know, two high, like three highlights of your life so far. Um, how did it all go? Yeah, I mean, th those were those were great moments. Rapping with Kendrick was a lot of fun. Um, meeting Obama was really cool. I actually have a really good story about meeting Obama. Love um, to hear it. But that was, it, well, that wasn't actually like my biggest highlight though. Like I think my biggest my biggest highlight. I'll talk about Obama, but my biggest highlight that that I'd really like to share is is performing at We Day. And it's particularly performing at We Day in Vancouver. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. When I was 15, I went to my first We Day as a kid in high school. And I had a teacher who brought me to that We Day. And that teacher was like, she really believed in me. She was like one of the first people to like champion Wally back when like I didn't think I had any talent whatsoever. She brought me to my first We Day. And I was so excited about this movement. I was like, I got to be a part of this. And I remember telling her that day when I went there, I was like, one day I am going to be on that stage and you're going to watch me perform in front of 18,000 students. And Marnie, 10 years later, I promise you that was exactly what happened. Wow. I was, I was, I was asked to perform at We Day on the Canada World Tour and I brought that same teacher with me. I flew her out to Vancouver, but this time... We were right there. I was on stage. She was standing right next to the stage and she saw me perform. And I thought back 
to the moment where I had that conversation with her up in the hundred section of that stadium. And I told her it was going to happen. And it's wow. just, it's, 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 it's a powerful moment. And, and, and that's, I think also the power of manifestation. I was just going to say, that's incredible. It came full circle you, 10 years later, you put it out to the universe. You said, you didn't say, maybe I'll get there. You said, I'm going to get there. And you did it. Yeah. Wow. And that's it. And I think that is the kind of determination and, and belief you need in yourself. But when you're passionate about something and when you love what you do, it happens. It just happens. 100%. And if you're good, if you're good to people and you treat people well and you have good intentions, the best comes to you. I sincerely believe that. I love that. And, you know, the work, the work that I do, it isn't so much for me, but it's to give back to other kids like me who just need a chance, mm-hmm. you know, for the teachers that do so much work that sometimes don't get a thank you. I wanted to thank my teacher and bring her Oh, these are the moments that matter. You know, meeting Kendrick Lamar was cool, but this moment was one that mattered so much. To wow. me. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget, not because it was some famous celebrity that I met, but because there was a feeling associated to it that I could never, even if it was Eminem, you know what I mean? Wow. Even if it was, you know, you, you know, no matter who I met, it, there's, there's no feeling on that. I mean, there's no price on that, that right? Uh, but I, I do want to talk about Obama, though. I would love to. Yeah, tell us. <laughs> All right. So I was performing for Obama in Toronto. He was, he was speaking at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. And he was doing a keynote presentation. And I was closing it out with a, with a spoken word poem. And before the show, uh, a select few people got the chance to meet him, like like the VIP list that were performers and sponsors and stuff. And so I was in this lane. There was like a hundred people in this line waiting to meet Obama. And the whole time I'm thinking like, what do I ask him? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Right? Like (laughs) he's one of the smartest, most influential people in the world. What do you you even say? Like, hi, my name is Wally. Can I get a high five and leave? Like, I wanted to to make it memorable, right? So I was like, okay. I'm going to ask him a good question. I'm going to ask him, what is the one thing, the biggest factor that made him successful? Wow. Because maybe I can implement that into my own life. Maybe I can use that as a teaching tool. Right. So that's what I was going in with. So 15 armed security checks later, you know, I'm finally, finally about to meet Obama. I'm really nervous. So I'm kind of like getting jitters and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know what it was, Marty, but as soon as I shook his hand, it felt like I had known him forever. Oh, yeah. wow. I felt like we were that best is... friends. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> and, uh, wow. it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful moment. And I, and I said, Wally, he's like, hi, I'm Barack, good to meet you, whatever. And we just had a conversation. And I remember it was, I felt so comfortable that it didn't even feel like I was talking to someone that, you know, I was a complete stranger, let alone a, a former president of you know one of the greatest countries in the world and wow. I just you know and I just I just sort of asked him like I, I looked at him and I said you know President Obama I, I just have a quick question for you I'd love to get your your thoughts what was the one single factor that made you successful and Marnie he looked me dead in the eye and I'll never get it he said the sole reason I'm successful is because of Michelle. Wow. 
that hits so hard. Wow. And it speaks volumes about the man that he is. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of men we need in the world. A hundred percent. That recognize that recognize the value and the power of having a great partner. That's beautiful. Because yes, and it's so underrated. Because if I if I ask that same question to ten other people right. with massive, pla- I would never get the same answer. Right. That's so true. Wow. I, and I, I asked him. That. Yeah. Wow. He he really I, took his ego out of it and said, "It's really my partner." Yeah. And and you wonder why. So I, I asked him why, and I was really curious. And and he said. You know, I'd never be the man I am without Michelle. You know, she is the reason that I hustle and I grind. She keeps me focused. She keeps me accountable. And when you when you choose someone to be your partner, these are the things you want. And so often in this day and age, we pick partners simply because we want to date someone attractive or we just don't want to be lonely, right? There's, there's so many superficial reasons and those are not the right ones to be in a relationship. And I was reminded in this conversation. It just happened to be with one of the greatest people on earth, but I was reminded that any relationship that I choose for myself, it says a lot about who I am as well. Right. And at the end of the day, does that person reflect the values that I have and are they gonna help me grow? Because if Obama's giving me this advice, then I I better make a good decision. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that, anyways. Oh my gosh, I want to segue into the next topic we're going to talk about is dating in the current situation. As a young person in 2020, what are some things yeah. you notice as a young male? Oh my God, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, I feel like there's so much I could say. Um, you know, I've always felt like there's not enough conversation about what it means to be a real man mm-hmm. and, and and i'm gonna and i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to my roots here when i was talking about soldier boy right because as a young kid myself and, and as many young kids growing up right now what we think of masculinity is very dependent on social media is very dependent on you know hip-hop culture and and hollywood movies mm-hmm. right we see a dude who's like sir macho and aggressive and you think okay that's what it means to be a man like it's about sexual conquest and having a whole bunch of money but like that's not what it means to be a man that might be a small part of it but that's not the whole picture in fact one of the most attractive things that that women find in men is someone who's emotionally vulnerable but where is that spoken about in rap music Hollywood films. It's not very often it's spoken about, right? And so, you know, I think the conversation before we get into dating really has to start with, you know, what does it mean to be a man? And are you comfortable with understanding that your your masculinity will change? It will not be the stagnant, toxic masculinity that you've been exposed to as a young kid. And you got to be receptive to the world out there. And a lot of that receptiveness also has to do with being receptive to the women in the world out there. Because, you know, I was not exposed to a lot of ideas that I think are, are, are almost like bare minimum ideas until I was in like university. 
I didn't I didn't know what words like patriarchy meant. I didn't I didn't know that there was a, a pay gap or wage gap between men and women for the same jobs that they worked. I didn't know the discrepancy between how many you know women in power there are in positions of leadership in business organizations compared to men. These are important things to know. Mm-hmm. But who's talking about them? Right. You know what I mean? So exactly. I think this is a really good, like almost prerequisite before we talk about dating is like understanding what it means to be a man, you know? So I think that's where we got to start. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I so I agree with everything you just said. It's so interesting for you to step back and, and understand, explain it that way. I mean, I never, I never really thought like we're all tied up with the media, with social media and all these things, but it's so true. What is it on the outside supposed to look like, but what does it really mean? Um, mm-hmm. What have you felt with like the swipe culture and all these things, you know, with, with our generation now of how things are going? Well, you know what? I mean, this is my own personal opinion. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk bad about anyone who's met their, their relate or their future relation on, on Tinder or whatever. Like I'm not trying to do that whatsoever. I think there's a lot of great things about online dating. But from my own personal experience, I feel like there's there's a tendency for swipe culture to lead to hookup culture, mm-hmm. and also feel like there's a there's a tendency for a lot of insecurities to come out online, mm-hmm. and it can lead to a lot of red flags. But people ignore those red flags because sex is so easy to access, right? right? And I, I, I mean, I don't think that's the case for everybody, but I think for a lot of young men, and I'm speaking as a young man here, when you're on Tinder, you're not always looking for a relationship. Let's be honest. Like as a young man, you're you're looking to get laid, and that's the truth. Like, you know, men are 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 often a more, I would say, in my opinion, like biologically motivated. Women, I think, are sometimes a little more emotionally motivated. That's not always the case. But I think for the most part, between young men, like their hormones are everywhere, right? So when you're in high school, you're like, on, like you know, dating app or when you're in first year university, like, you know, it's hard to find that, that genuine connection because it's so easy to just like hop into like sexting and all that stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of insecurities that come from that, right? Yeah. And so I, I, I personally feel like, you know, in my time, I haven't had the greatest experiences and I wouldn't go back to it personally. I don't have any dating apps on my, on my phone online. And actually like I have had great relationships without them, right. but you know, if it, if it works for you, it, it works for you. But personally, it's just not something that I feel like has, has led to meaningful relationships for me. Right. You know? Exactly. My own opinion. Exactly. I mean, there's pros and cons for sure. Like, you know, it, it's, it's hard when, when you're, seeing just people online and you just see pictures and then maybe you message them. So in, in your brain, that person, that human being is only words and photographs to you. So, so many people, you know, ghost other people or don't show up because they don't really care. And it's just an, I'll just swipe somebody else tomorrow. Um, meeting in person, you really get to feel somebody's vibe and energy and personality and it that's what it's all about really really so i agree i've been up and down with the dating apps but like off and on just it's not for me i've really 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 come to terms with it's about meeting somebody in person and 
you know, yeah. putting yourself into scenarios that fit you the best. Is that going to the gym? Is that performing, you know, and you being your best self will connect you with the right when it's time. hundred percent. That's exactly what I believe. And I think there's a lot of dishonesty on, on these depths too, right? Like people that lie about their age or they lie about their physique or they lie about the kind of lifestyle they live because you don't get to see the full picture. You right. only see a small part of it. The highlight. And yeah. And like all of a sudden the car that they're like posting a picture with is not even theirs. It's like rented or like, you know, they're saying that they're like 25, but they're actually like 42. You know, like I have a lot of issues with that stuff, you right. know? And I know guys that have gotten catfished <laughs> and it hasn't been the greatest, you know what I mean? And I would never want to be caught in a situation like that. That would just be, that would be the end of it. So, you know, I, and, I, and I do agree. I think a lot of it comes down to finding yourself first and being, you know, happy with who you are mm-hmm. before you can be happy with someone else. And we forget that. A hundred percent. It's, mm. you know, some people say, okay, you're a hack. I want to find your whole nowadays in the media you know more more empowerment that's coming out these days is you are whole or if you're not get there and then thing like things will happen and i just i really yeah i really believe that like you working on yourself taking yourself to the best peak that you can your your potential your highest potential it'll open doors in all different aspects of life but yeah, you are, yeah. you are whole, like relationships will come and go, but it's really, and obviously there's so many pros to being in a relationship, but there's so many pros to being single and just being free and doing what you want to do, being who you want to be and growing yourself to be a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've written one of my favorite poems is like written exactly on this topic. It was after actually a really tough breakup. And it's like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Is this the poem that you're going to say? You're gonna recite? I would love to share it. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, this, this is a perfect segue. Perfect segue. <laughs> sure. What's it called? Uh, this poem is called Love Yourself. Hey. Okay. What a perfect title, right? It's a perfect yeah. title for exactly what we were just talking about. Let's segue into your incredible piece. Cool. All right. So this poem, as I mentioned before, is called Yourself. And I wrote this poem after a relationship that I that I gotten out of. And it was a tough time, but it was also a great realization. And just to preface, like one thing that I'll say, don't ever look at a breakup as like the end of the world. Look at it as a start of a great new beginning for mm-hmm. yourself. I love that so much. Thank you. If you think love starts with a partner, change the way that you think. If you think love is dates and sex, it fades as you blink. Love is more than quick attention and praise or who pays for a drink. Love is the ship moving through waves that the ocean can't sink. Love isn't a breakup and a swipe right. Love is to make up and to fight through. Love is forgiving and giving those who change a take two. Love is patience when you're hurt. Love is intentions that are true. Love is more than how you treat them. Love 
is how you treat you. If we don't have love for ourselves, then nobody will. We settle for what stands and we settle for pills. We buy each other booze though we can barely pay bills. We inflict pain to forget pain. These are short-term thrills and that's what kills because tomorrow we'll look back and realize we could have done better. We seek our other halves instead of seeking to be whole and then together. I don't want to be half and find the one to get through. I want to be the one and find the one to make two. It's true. We go looking for love like spots on a map, but it's when you love yourself that it falls in your lap. Thank you. Hey! Wow. I just got to say, outstanding. Wow. I love that. I love Thank how you. you just, like, you just have such smooth rhymes and they just hit, ah. hit in the heart. Ah. <laughs> Ew. You're, you're my biggest hype man. <laughs> I'm your biggest hype man out here. Yes. Well, you're amazing. You are so talented. Thank you, Marnie. So real and so authentic. Thank and you. Like, just so relatable and just, I loved that. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad oh, you enjoyed okay. it. And your I think your reaction was my best part. <laughs> Have you heard that before? Yeah. A lot of people tell me they like my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take the compliment. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. You just summarized so much and you just, yeah. oh, I love that. I love that. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do when you have writer's block or when you have a down day for yourself? Like this is real talks with Marnie. What do we, what do you, how do you get through that? That's a really good question. I don't think I've been asked that question before or, or, or in a long time at least. So that was, that was great. I actually have, I have a couple of different things that I do for when I get those days. One of the things that I do is I try to read. I try to read about things that inspire me. Like one of the things that I really took the time to read about was um, important black historical figures over the last couple of months. Um, when all the riots were happening, when Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, all these cases came out, I just made it a point where like, I wanted to learn more about prominent black figures because we don't, we don't take the time to learn about the importance that exists there. You know, and you always hear about the names, but you don't really know a lot about them. So like I went and watched Selma. I don't know if you watched Selma, but it's a great movie. And it just goes into detail about some of the history of Martin Luther King. I actually watched um, the, the documentary of Malcolm X and, you know, some of the, some of the stuff that he went through. And uh, I started reading the, uh, the biography of Muhammad Ali. Right. So wow. uh, the soul of the butterfly. Yeah. It's a really good book. Actually, it's a very, very good book. Mm -hmm. And Muhammad Ali's got such a cool story like his his journey and his lifestyle to becoming one of the greatest boxers in the world like he really had to fight and struggle not only in the ring but like with life and the challenges that he dealt with it gives you a new it gives you a newfound appreciation of the people's struggle and until you actually go there and you're able to like resonate and, and read it and be a part of it um 
it's, it's just a video. It's just a social media post. It doesn't mean anything. And I think because I was reading it and I was taking the time to learn more about it, it was, it was that fueling my inspiration because I wanted to write more, you know? So wow. I ended up writing something for George Floyd. Yeah, I ended up writing something for Ahmaud Arbery. Like, that's how the inspiration came because I was actually putting myself in the situation of those people, reading the literature, watching the clips, like taking the time to really learn about it. So I learn. That's, that's one thing that I do. Um, and then the second thing, and I can't do this right now, but I, I, I travel, I love traveling. Mm-hmm. I've traveled like extensively in my life, you know, um, like so many countries that I've just enjoyed traveling and learning uh, from being part of their culture. Yeah. Amazing. So uh, that's, that's kind of my tips for writer's block. I yeah. That. That's so nice. That's, that's, I've really jumped into that more often. I'm like, uh, more recently, I'm like, I need to pick up a book. Like, what have I been doing? I've been feeling yeah. kind of anxious of like, my future and my life and my career but it's really yeah. step back to learn and just mm-hmm. open your eyes a bit more to just these different stories and different topics and different thoughts and ideas and opinions and you know it's you get so much in your head of what am I doing today what am I doing what am I doing but it's really like where can we learn from others yeah 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 absolutely um, Absolutely. I want to segue into what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs, young creatives, or even a friend? What, what are really some key points that you stand behind? You know, if I was, if I was talking to a younger me right now, I would, I would honestly say, don't worry about the money because the money will come. Mm. Mm. far too often Marnie people chase the money and they're always thinking about the next check and the next gig and it just becomes more about the money and it becomes less about the art and the second that happens the second that happens you're 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 compromising the ability to create something beautiful Mm. because you're you're just not authentic anymore right there's so many people who will just chase the check and then the work that they create will go down like the quality of it will just deteriorate completely right right and i and and i and i'm guilty of that too like i'm not perfect but because i'm guilty of it that's why i would go back and say don't do that to yourself Mm. like what's gonna come to you is gonna come to you it's gonna happen and when you're not looking for it is when you'll make the most of it (laughs) like that's how the world works Mm -hmm. and and i'm not just like talking you know from, from, from nothing. Like I've made a great amount of money doing what I do. I've had great experiences as a, you know, definitely worked hard to get to where I'm at and I want to work harder, but none of it's going to happen if I chase the money. It's only going to happen if I chase the art and the integrity. So that's the biggest piece of advice I'd give to people. That's huge. That's huge. I needed to hear that today. So Thank you so much. Yeah, honestly, it's so scary with these times. Like I, I was on a roll. I had seven jobs for, before quarantine. And now I'm like, okay, where, where's the next hustle? What, what am I doing next? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's really taken me back to focus on my art form. For, for five years, I was a professional dancer, which was amazing. Yeah. But it, was, it didn't become, like it, it stopped being a bit of my passion and stop being my hobby it became more work i was more focused on how yeah. to make the money from it so quarantine has pulled me back yeah. and i'm just expressing more because i'm 
free. You know, there's no, there's no job I have to be at. The next thing I'm trying to, you know, it's, we're taking a step back and it's so true. It, it's, it's in these times that we have to remember to just like be free, let loose and let your full potential shine. And that's where the money will come when, you yeah. know, when you pull up in that side of you, you'll, you'll run from there. And yeah, it's scary because, you know, rent and things and we have bills and cars and food, you know, there's certain things where you do need the money, but it's so, so, so needed to hear this. So many people need to hear this, especially in the creative world that do what you love and by doing what you love, that passion will explode into, hopefully, into that career of monetization and love and passion. Yeah, and yeah, and like I love how passionately you spoke about that too. Like you're you hit the nail on the head, but you're you're absolutely right. Like it's not an easy thing. Like I'm assuming your art's the only thing you do for money, right? That is difficult. Because it's not like you can go, like, obviously just, like, get a new job all of a sudden. Like, you know what I mean? This is the only thing you've done. Like, what else could you do? Like, just, you could do, like, part-time, whatever. But it's just not the same, right? Like, I've, I've never really worked any other job aside from doing what I do. So I, I would have such a difficult time transitioning to that, right? It's not something people can just, like, you know, easily start doing when they've lost everything because of COVID. Like, I recognize that what I'm saying is not, like, it's easier to say than it is to actually implement and do. Like I recognize that, but I've also seen artists like absolutely kill it in the middle of this COVID thing. Like absolutely kill it. Like TikTok engagement through the roof. I've seen people's like, I've seen so many people blow up in the last couple of months and I'm like, wow, wow. Creatively, digitally. Like that's- Yes. Last couple of months have pushed people in such a cool, amazing way that they didn't even know they could do or would have the time for. We wouldn't have had the time yeah. to do any of this. It's right. so, and then so many creative people are thriving with this time. Yeah, exactly. And then monetizing those platforms, right? Like, anyways, I I, know, I don't want to get into too many technical stuff, but, it, you know, we all know that it's, it's there. The opportunities are there, but it just takes sometimes hitting rock bottom to be able to find ourselves and redefine ourselves when we come back up. 100%. So I'll leave that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wally, you are absolutely incredible. I, I know you know, but take this in right now Thank that you. you are such a shining light in this world. Thank you. And I'm so proud and impressed with everything you've done and you are doing and you're going to do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your art your words your being your passion your love and your everything you're about you're amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you and thank you for having me on your show i really appreciate it and i can't wait to catch up in person once all this settles oh, and to see you again it's been like what five years i i think since we met so it would be great to catch up again in person and uh and, and you know just see you face to face 100% we need to make that happen when everything you know gets a little looser with these times Definitely. 100% we need to we need to catch up cool. I would love that <laughs> thank you thank you so cool. so so much I'm going to be posting all of Wally's links so please go find him on 
all these links, all these social media platforms everywhere, anywhere, because he's amazing. And join in on his journey, please. <laughs> Thanks, Marnie. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Right, you too. Peace. Bye.